Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tara. And this is Please Consume Responsibly. Yeah. The, the first episode. This is the first episode. Of, of our podcast. Yes. Please consume responsibly. Yes. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry I got all nervous. It's fine. Okay. Uh, on this show, we talk about stuff that we have consumed. Responsibly. Maybe. Over the last week. Now, you might be thinking food because I did just say about stuff that we consume, but yes. I'm talking about... Media consumption. Our media diet. That's a phrase. <laughs> media diet? Yeah, right? Wait, like a real one, or are you just saying that to defend yourself? No, that's a phrase. Media diet. Oh, media diet. Good start. Media diet. <laughs> no, this is not about a media diet here. <laughs> no. We are vegetarian. You're vegetarian. <laughs> I eat you... chicken at work <gasps> every day. Every day? Every day, Wait, basically. really? More or less, yeah. It's the only stuff we have. And well, this isn't what we need to talk about. Welcome to Please Consume Responsibly, where we, I guess, just... <laughs> Talk about what the chicken we eat at work. Yeah, we, where we throw time. away our morals, and <laughs> I'm glad we started off on the right foot. Speaking of footprints, a carbon footprint because of a vegan. Oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so this show basically is us talking about what we have watched, listened to, read, whatever, any piece of media over the last week that has struck our fancy. Yes. And that we would like to talk about uh, for you, yeah, the, the listener. And also for us, I and think. And also a for each bit. other, yeah, because we live together. <laughs> we live together, but we also spend a lot of time doing our own thing. Mm -hmm. I think, especially, I have my things that I like to listen to and watch. And there's a lot of places where our interests intersect, I think. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that we watch and we listen to and we consume together. For sure. But I also think that we spend a lot of time watching our own kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so this is not only a space where we can catch up on that and yeah. like explain our interests and why we like them so much to each other mm -hmm. but also to everybody else yeah and i think it's also a thing where we talk to each other about our interests but I, we don't really go that in depth because sometimes having a regular conversation where the other person is just screaming about the thing they like isn't the most enjoyable for the listener but that's what podcasts are for yes I love your passion when you talk about things, but sometimes it's just really loud, exciting yes. words yeah. that I don't understand. That's what my And I think here we have a nice place where we can give background information about mm. the things that you scream about or yeah. the things that I scream about. Yeah, I'm like not if I came up to you out. and it was just like, hey, I'm listening to this new artist. Here's their background. Yeah, that's a weird conversation. <laughs> yeah. But here... I'm just trying to make dinner. <laughs> yeah. Here it's a good place for that. Yeah. Um, so here we define media again as not only movies and television, but we also can talk about smaller parts of media like books or uh, music mm -hmm. or one YouTube clip. Like it doesn't really matter here. I think it's no just rules, like you know? things that we see here or experience oh. that are media yeah. that we want to talk to each other about For sure. um, in a nice little space, Yeah, which is our office. Our office. Our office. In our house in some place do we want to how specific do we want to get with our location we live in north jersey oh my god what we're gonna get murdered oh that's the hope <laughs> i didn't think about that it was just like yeah this is the words that are coming out oh sorry oh <laughs> please consume and murder me that's <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe we're changing the title already. Oh, we're already here. All right, welcome to season two. <laughs> <laughs> we lived a whole life. <laughs> um, so I think that was pretty good coverage, right? Yeah, of, of I who, think so. Of kind of who we are, or our relationship. Yeah. Uh, I think... Um, what the show's about. 
I think we can, um, I think maybe we introduce each other a little bit. You do yours first. Okay. So um, I am currently a senior at William Patterson University. Of New Jersey. Of New Jersey. And I am a media production student, which means that a lot of the media that I consume is through YouTube videos when I'm not doing homework. Um, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Um, No, so I consume a lot of different kinds of media. Um, Like I listen to music on my way to class where I watch films and I dissect them. And then I go to my other classes for my minor, which is women's and gender studies, where I talk a lot about the media in a more critical way. So yeah, that's kind of like an intro on me and like the the media that I normally consume. It's mostly stuff for class, but in my free time, I guess I'll call it, I really like to listen to music and watch YouTube videos. Those are kind of the things that I do. And I think that says something too about the way that you consume media. Like if you're mm-hmm. listening to music on the way to class, you're obviously not listening to entire albums. You're just listening to whatever songs no, that I mean, you've it depends on where, at that moment. Depends on where I'm walking from. That's true. We do have a very long, <laughs> it's a lengthy campus yeah. depending on where you park. No, it's usually a max three songs. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's like a quarter of the Maggie Rogers' album. Right. Which I will definitely get into sometime. That's exciting. At least one. I mean, I just got into it a little bit. It's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. So that's the podcast. Sneak peek. <laughs> so what about you? What kind of stuff do you normally consume on a daily basis? Um, breakfast. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, we can't, okay, we can't make food jokes. We can't just keep making meal jokes. I don't know why you're saying we the, because I haven't made The title is please consume, respond. You did and like, it that's, all. that's the whole point of the title. And so we can't don't just bring be like, me into hey, it because you did it. You just keep making these food jokes and I can't, mm-hmm. I can't like move on with my comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I just graduated college in August. We moved up here in August. Uh, and so now I'm just kind of working till I can find a career job to pay my student loans back. So I work on the grill and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I started listening to podcasts a couple years ago. Uh, and it's just anybody else who listens to podcasts, I'm sure you have the sim- same experience because everybody else who listens to podcasts that I've talked to has had the same experience where it's like, oh, I started with this one and this one. And now I listen to way too many and it's unreasonable and I have no time to do it. Uh, yeah, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to several musics. What? <laughs> I listen to so many musics. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to music. That's kind of my media diet. I like watch YouTube every so often. I never really did until we moved in together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of our, our bedtime routine now. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's, oh, it's 11 o'clock. Let's watch two more hours of YouTube videos. Yeah. I think we could define our tastes as you are a podcast music video mm-hmm. game. Oh, yeah, I play video games, too. And then I am a music video, like short-form content video Mm. kind of diet. And then together, I think we watch a lot of films and TV. Mm. And we both don't read, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've never read in my life. (laughs) I just have... I read for school, so I can't really like. Yeah, you read a lot for school too. I feel really, really, I feel really, really guilty if I'm reading a personal book when I should be reading a book for one of my classes. Yeah. So. And I feel bad reading because I could be spending that time listening to someone talk at me instead. Right, and it's so much quicker, so much faster (laughs) if somebody talks at you. And I can do something else while someone talks at me. So if I listen to a podcast, I can play video games at the same time. I don't need to hear Spider-Man as I swing from building. He just makes those bad jokes sometimes. He really does. (laughs) So that is us tuesdays on nbc <laughs> i was waiting you see me gearing up i to did say I that? Saw, yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, that's a little intro about us and the media that we consume and probably the media that we're most likely going to be talking about. But I feel like, again, this is a good space where we can branch out maybe and talk about media that we don't necessarily watch or consume. Maybe. Um, I feel like that's going to be inevitable for me when I start listening to more podcasts and get over the ASMR um, quality about them mm. and just kind of like really just sell myself to that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Once you graduate, it's really just like no holds barred, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, well, that's what's really holding me back now is just, like, I have too much work and I mm-hmm. feel guilty yep. doing personal things other than sleeping. Yeah. I took a four-hour nap that turned into sleep last night, and it was <laughs> incredible. I got into bed at 7 because I just want to lay down, and then I woke up at 11 p.m. and then went right back to sleep. Okay, so. Who's going to go first? Um, I don't know. We didn't. Should we rock, paper, scissors? Then we'll rock, paper, scissors. Okay, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. One last one. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, you go first. All right. Why don't you ask me what I've been – what media okay. – yeah. So, AJ, is that too <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. So, AJ. Yes. What media have you been responsibly consuming? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. All right. I actually started listening to this album again. I listened to it nonstop when, when I found it. Uh, and then I am now listening to it again this week, and it is just so good. Uh, the album is Jesse – by uh jacob collier jacob collier (laughs) well i think it's collier what's his background he is from england collier jacob collier yeah that sounds right yeah okay it's jesse by jacob collier it's his second album he is a two-time grammy award-winning artist no way yes first of all (laughs) collier one has won two grammys wow um this album it's it's so so good how old Um, is this guy He's 24. Whoa. So he's a year younger no, than no, me. No, no, Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Basically, uh, before I get into his background, yeah, the, the whole, so, so kind of the whole style of his music is it's very orchestral uh, and like weird beats and weird rhythms, not really mm-hmm. weird beats. And this kind of like funk, jazz, fusion. Hold on. Wait, there's a description of it. Okay. Um, elements of jazz, acapella, groove, folk, electronic music, classical music, gospel, soul, and improvisation. Uh, so there's no way that he won't have a fan in every single person, yeah, right? Yeah, everybody, he just really encapsulates everybody will every love this album. Genre. Um, and then he also uses uh, reharmonization, which is just like harmonies, mm-hmm. but like all but make the- it fashion. Well, you know? <laughs> <laughs> harmonies, but make it fashion. Um, it's harmonies, but like complex. Uh-huh. So you know, sevens and nines and thirteens. If you know anything about music. Yes, um, I do. Yes, you. I took an AP music theory class with... Um, Great. Yes. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, so it's just like really crunchy kind of sounds like it should be wrong, but it just sounds so, so right. Yeah. So that's kind of like the whole album. He started out making YouTube videos. He did that like box, several yes, boxes we all of know. him yeah, doing acapella yes. with himself. So like think uh you know the guy that oh the pentatonics oh okay <laughs> so yeah. so think like pentatonics uh if you know smooth mcgroove smooth mcgroove it's like that kind there of style. is one guy that i've like religiously watched in high school that really? i forget his name good content. but um i'm gonna find it right now he okay. did he did a cover of um cinema by skrillex and i kid you not it was <laughs> the greatest thing wow like when i say it's better than the original it's better than the original. I mean, I'm. I'm His that's name a is low Mike bar. something. Mike. What if I just Google Mike Skrillex? Mike Skrillex. Mike Tompkins. Cool. He's got two and a half million. Can you just turn it up? And he's got this pad on there. Is that 80 fits from Vine? 
Okay, so he's got a looper. Yeah, All right, okay. Yeah. Well, it's but, okay, so now, so, okay, good. I'm glad you showed me that guy yeah. because the loop thing is what Jacob Coulier did. Oh, okay. Live. He started doing. Oh, that must be so cool. Yeah, so so he does he does these really complex harmonies, like I said, and they're just really, really awesome. But he actually, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself right now, but his first uh, live tour used this uh, piece of hardware that would harmonize as he would sing. Oh, that's so cool. So it was like some sort of, it was like kind of a modified looper thing where is, he would just like sing and it would make the, his harmonies. Is that what what you say? No, no that's, that's like a different a, one? That's kind of like a vocoder type thing, okay. I think, which is like way less complex. Anytime I hear like a live harmony thing, I'm like, yeah. mm, what you say? <laughs> I, I don't. Hear, I just see that SNL skit with yeah. the guns and whatever. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know exactly the results of it, but if uh-huh. it's like what he does in his albums, then it just kind of sounds like him. Oh, like okay. several of him singing. This his live show uh, came out in 2015, but uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. I have a timeline for for, for you guys, for everybody out there. Um, his mother, <laughs> okay, gave birth. No, um, so he comes, <laughs> he was born on a Sunday yeah. afternoon. So, so he he comes from uh, a musical family. His mom is a music teacher and violinist and conductor at the Royal Academy of Music in London, which sounds like a big deal. Uh, I think it's just because it says Royal and Royal it's in London. Royal and in London. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and his grandfather is a violinist uh, who teaches at the Royal Academy. What about his deadbeat dad? What well, does he see, do? Now, I don't know about his dad because he he was born Moriarty, but he changed his name to his mom's maiden Sorry, name. that's very heteronormative of me. I'm not going to say dad. I'm going to say... Um, partner. Partner. Spouse. Spouse. Anyway. I take it back. Thank you. <laughs> so he... Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with... All right, the whatever. other child because he took his mom's last name as his stage name. But he's mus- he's musical. Right. Yeah. So he's musical. His 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 mom's side of the family is musical. <laughs> Just a quote that is on his Wikipedia page, which is surprise. It's the source I used. Come at me, teachers. <laughs> teachers. <laughs> um, it's a quote. We sing Bach chorales together as a family. It's just so much fun. It's <laughs> just like now say that in a, a British accent, please. No, I'm not gonna. We sing. Bo- what is it? We sing book chorales together. Oh God, it was bad. We it, sing I, sh- I shouldn't have tried it. I know I shouldn't have together. tried it. No. And then what was the last part? As a family, it's just so much fun. It's just. It's just so much fun. Oh God. It's just so much fun. So so bad. Okay, gross. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so so he he would do that. He he went to a musical first school i don't know what they call uh, uh, primary school primary school yeah. um uh he started making youtube videos in 2011 so that means he was 17 okay. 16 17 i do have a question sure is he like cute yeah okay does he, so he has got like a a lady following like a girl like a fangirl base does he have like a fan base um, there's nothing on the wikipedia page that says anything about like the colliers or something okay <laughs> like Can, i'm just gonna look at a picture is it jacob Co- oh yeah he's because usually He's a cute teen boy. The recipe for success on YouTube is, it's a combination of all all of these characteristics, but it's either hot, British, or talented. <laughs> mm. And this kid he's seems to have all, he's, yeah. he's got them and all. he started when he was a teen, so he had he, all those teens. Yeah, he, so this is a recipe for a good fandom name. Yeah. But he seems to not have one, which is really nice. Yeah. So he started making the YouTube videos in 2011. Uh, he was doing these stuff. He he covered some some Stevie Wonder songs and whatever, and that was kind of what that is what got him noticed by Quincy Jones, uh, the mm. the musician in America. Uh, and so Quincy Jones flew him out, signed him to his agency, uh, to work on his first album. That's what I thought. Um, Real quick sidetrack: a video I made uses a Quincy Jones song. No. Oh. 
um, a video I made with Justin Coughlin, who is a William Patterson alum, yeah. um, a jazz student. He worked with Quincy Jones very, very uh, there you go. closely, which is really cool. Okay. That is really cool. Quincy Jones is a so, uh, uh, arbiter of child, not child, an arbiter of young people doing music. I guess you can say I'm indirectly friends with Jacob Coulier. And Quincy Jones. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, so so he got noticed with Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones flew him over to America. He did this whole thing, and while he was in America, he worked with this man, uh, his Bill Ben Bloomberg, mm-hmm. uh, a PhD student at MIT, to create hardware and software, which he used to make his first live show called One Man Show, which is where his his harmonizer thing Holy came. Holy cow! In. He was he so created, young. Yeah, that was okay. So that was 2013. So he was 19. Wow. At, at most. Yeah. So that's that is where that hardware came from. Is you can think that's wild. Um, his first live show was called One Man Show and it toured for two and a half years. Oh my God. So it toured from July 2015 till December 2017. Oh my God. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's he up to now? Do you know? Uh, now? I mean, he just released a new album. Okay, this so he's probably going to be like doing. Okay, so he's yeah, he'll probably like go on a tour. It's, and... Well, he's on tour right now Wait. in Europe. He's... I thought, didn't I text you about him going on tour? Yeah, you said Wait. he's he's going to be in. Oh, the... he's going to be performing the day of my graduation. That's so... what it is. And I said, sorry, I'm going to that. Yeah. See uh, ya. <laughs> Your priorities are in check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we have a little. We're gonna we're gonna speed up our timeline a little bit. 2015. He's 21 years old. He wrote a song for a Beats commercial. Uh, to be played before uh, several English rugby championship games. Those uh, are so many random things all together. Wow. <laughs> he started his debut album called In My Room uh, that debuted in 2016 when he was 22. Uh, in the lead up to the album, <laughs> he started a campaign on Patreon. So he had a Patreon, obviously, because he was a YouTube personality. Yeah. So that's how he made his living. In the lead up to his his album release, one hundred dollar patrons could send him melodies to harmonize with, and he did oh. this with with I think it's over a hundred people, like it's like one hundred thirty five people or something, which is really really cool. And people, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot a lot of money. But like Ben Folds did it, uh, Herbie Hancock, and one of the guys from Pentatonix, they they all oh, they were all in cool. it. Yeah, so it's really cool. So that you they would send him a melody, and he would you know turn it into a, a thing. He did a two hour live stream of his process of like how he wow. comes up with the harmonies. Yeah, it's, it was wild. The hashtag. Oh, God. The hashtag is worse than you could ever imagine. Okay. The hashtag for this for this thing was called hashtag I harm you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's oh, no. Letter I, word harm, letter U. It's just, <laughs> it's so bad on so many levels. You know. With a person with my with my formula of you have to have these characteristics to be successful, especially on YouTube, I should have assumed that there was going to be a, a very bad characteristic, which was just like not good at making hashtags. It's just so. Oh no! You he oh man, you couldn't have thought of something just like a little better that didn't have the word harm in it, Jacob. Please. Uh, oh, so so good. At and least it, it wasn't like Jacob harms you. You know? Yeah, I suppose I don't know. So. That's not. That's just not good, though. Oh my god! No did it need a hash? Didn't even need a hashtag. No, because probably not. Because they did it through Patreon. Through correct? Patreon, right? So there's already an audience yeah. established. You just like I. I don't oh, know. That's very man. weird. That's very bad. You, call, you could call it harmonization instead of harmonization. Yeah. That's it's bad, and that's better. You know. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So he did I Harm You, right, in the lead up yeah. to his his album. Uh, he also arranged, this is in 2016, he arranged the Pentatonics White Christmas. So if you ever heard <gasps> that, that song, was a very good he arranged album. it and it won an Acapella Society Award. Wow. So This is a young man making a, He was 22 when he did making this. Making bad hashtags. Bonkers. Uh, so in 2017... He's 23. Yeah. Uh, so he won two Grammys for his debut album, In My Room. Uh, best Arrangement for an acapella or instrumental song for a Stevie Wonder song he covered. And also Best Arrangement, Instrumental, and Vocals for a cover of the fucking Flintstones theme song. <laughs> he won a Grammy for doing a cover of the Flintstones, the 1960s American hit. Oh my God. The Flintstones. <laughs> What a Grammy for it. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think I've seen that video. No way. I'm pretty sure I did because I remember seeing a kid do a cover of the Flintstones and I I, I don't know. Wow. Oh, my God. I don't know know if that's me just like knowing what he sounds like and maybe being like, oh, I could hear him singing this, but I'm pretty sure I saw the video when it was out. But it won a Grammy, so it, it probably got some fucking Grammy. Are we saying the F word? Am I bleeping this out? Well, you already did. I did. Okay. All right. That's... 2017. That's the beginning of 2017. Yeah. The Grammys are in, what, March or April or something? February. Uh, he, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, then he... It's he, actually next week. It's on the 10th. Is it? Yeah, the Grammys. Wow, well, Grammys are on the 10th. Tune yeah. in on Oscars NBC. Are, Oscars are on the 24th. <laughs> I'm, wow, you had that knowledge already. Um, yes, I might be making two videos about it, so I had to know. Oh, all right. So uh, also in 2017, as a 23-year-old boy he recomposed samsung's ringtone the stock ringtone that samsung had he recomposed it for the galaxy s8 wow just like completely for you know all five users to all... use <laughs> come <Sorry>. on <laughs> oh my gosh um was s8 the one that exploded <sighs> that was the tab it was it was the galaxy I don't remember. whatever it was the big one but uh yeah so he recomposed he, he did that and then he helped uh score a film with han zimmer and before I tell you what the film is, I really just want you to guess. It's 2017, so I don't know what Hans Zimmer movies were coming out in 2017. Can you give me a hint? Uh, no. Can you? It was animated. Can, uh, Coco? No, man. It would be so much better if it was Coco. Wait, will you? It's an animated DreamWorks film that came out in 2017. How to Train Your Dragon 3? No, okay. It was Boss Baby. Oh, my God! <laughs> He scored Boss Baby with Hans Zimmer. This man is all over the place. <laughs> 23 years old. <laughs> He's scoring with Hans Zimmer. He is the Boss Baby. He... <gasps> Jacob Collier is the Boss Baby. Jacob Collier is the Boss Baby. Move over, Alec Baldwin. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this kid. Um, a kid. He's a, a year younger than I am. Uh so yeah, that was 2017, and then uh, he performed with Metropole Orchest, who also worked with a band that I really love, Snarky Puppy, on their album ah. Silva. Very good album. It's that sim- it's that same similar vibe. So the like Snarky Puppy Wolfpack, it's like that kind of. Okay. Now we're talking about the album again. Um, yes. It's that you know funky, jazzy fusion kind of. The beats cool. are kind of the rhythms are weird. Yeah, the rhythms are weird. It's got that like. <laughs> You know um, what I'm talking about? You'll know what I'm talking about because I'm going to play a clip. I wish they could see what you're talking about. I'm going to play a clip. Uh, it's it's uh, With the Love in My Heart is okay. my favorite track off this album. Okay. Uh, and it's got this really killer breakdown, which is what I think I'm going to play right here. But with the love of my heart, somehow I found you.
so that that was my media this week. It, it's come back into my life in a in a major way, and I am digging it. Yeah. So so hard. Uh, Jacob Coulier. The album's called Jesse. It's D J E S S E. I'm really happy that this is. Well, he didn't really get his start because he had musical background, but right. he got his start on YouTube, and it yeah. is not trash. Because usually the YouTubers that start with music are very, very good, mm-hmm. and then they go off to do amazing things like win two Grammys and score with Hans Zimmer. But I'm <laughs> on so, Boss Baby. On Boss Baby. But I'm so <laughs> glad that this isn't like a, sorry, Jake Paul makes music situation where mm. they start making YouTube videos, and then they're Make just like, music. let's capitalize on this and yeah. let's make music. Because sometimes, not very often, but sometimes the music is actually kind of nice, mm-hmm. and then you feel bad liking it because they're such crappy people on content creators that they can't possibly come out with something that's good so i'm just really happy that he has such a wholesome experience with youtube and he used it as like a very good platform Mm -hmm. um and he made really great things and got noticed for it which is really good Mm -hmm. so i can't wait to see what else he does yeah i'm excited i I hope literal rest of his life since he is just a boss baby my god i I hope that his his u.s tour is longer than just your graduation day because i would really really love to go see him at some point but well Here's the thing. You can be in line at that show and watch a live stream of my commencement because they're really good and they have a live stream and the IT team is very, very nice. Um, So I will fully, fully support your decision by not coming to my graduation to see him. He's very good. All right. Maybe I just won't go either. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of uh, YouTubers that started doing music. Yeah. What did you, con- what was your media? Wait, I thought Wait. we were going to have a break. Are we having a break? We are. I don't know. Okay. No, because I do. Well, I need a All right. Then I'm going to do that when, break we, anyway. when we come back from the break. All right. Uh, you want to take a break? Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. All right. Bye. Well, yeah. We just listened to the his Flintstones cover, and, and we're gonna use the break music. So you just heard it too, and Jesus Christ! It is everything that I thought it would be and more. It's Grammy worthy. <laughs> it truly is. I'm not even upset that it. it won a Grammy. It's it is so good. <laughs> It doesn't have any right being that good, but holy shit, this yeah. kid's talented. Mm-hmm. So um, what have you been consuming responsibly this week? Um, <laughs> it's funny that you ask because this media that mm. I've been consuming responsibly yeah. has a background in YouTube as well. <gasps> Not necessarily YouTube, um, but it is a movie <laughs> that was directed by Bo Burnham, who is a popular YouTuber yeah. um, and now stand-up comedian and now director yeah. of... Writer and director, right? Writer and director. Yeah. Um, and probably producer, too, but I don't want to... Okay, whatever. Um, so my piece of media is Eighth Grade, which is an A24 mm. film directed by Bo Burnham. It's um, so good, y'all. It is so good, y'all. So I have the log line here that I just want to just like push out real that quick. That industry term, though. Yeah. Wow. That's what we in the industry call um, a log line. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we're both media production majors. Maybe we should have said yeah. that part. I said that at the beginning. Okay. I was a media production major also, yeah. so we have background. And you also have a minor in film. And I have a minor in film. So, so, and I have a minor in women's and gender studies, so I think we analyze things similarly but differently. Yeah. Yeah. And we give each other our own expertise and knowledge. Yeah. 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 So eighth grade is about an introverted teenage girl who tries to survive her last week of her disastrous eighth grade year before leaving to start high school. And it sounds a little like dry almost, but the way that this story is told, and I'm sure you agree because AJ watched this with me last week, but it is, you talked about, where did did this 
um, originate from? Because you have this phrase where you say, it's like my skeleton left my body. Oh, that was yeah. from uh, Rose Buddies, which sure. was a Bachelor podcast that Griffin McElroy and his wife Rachel did. Okay, so you say that a lot. Yeah. And okay, that's an overstatement. Well, when we watch The Bachelor, I say it because my skeleton wants to leave my body. Yes. But that's neither here nor there. But my skeleton sure didn't want to leave my body a bunch of times during yeah. this movie because it was just so dang relatable, yeah. which is probably the term that you've heard if you've heard anything about this movie is relatable. But yeah, the main character is Elsie Fisher. And not to be confused with Ilsa Fisher. Yeah. Her, um, her real name is Elsie Fisher. Her real name is Elsie Fisher. Her name in the movie is Kayla. But her real name in real life is Elsie Fisher. Not Ilsa Fisher. Not Ilsa Fisher. Who's Married to Borat. Yes. My wife. <laughs> <gasps> that is his wife. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so it was funny. I was Googling Ilsa Fisher just to figure out who she was because I wanted to make sure that she was indeed from my favorite magic film, Now yes. You See Me. And Now You Really Don't See Me, part two, <laughs> um, which I'm just now saying that that is Now that. I'm gone. Now I'm, <laughs> I'm super gone now. Um, <laughs> she, uh, Ilsa Fisher was um, like a breakout star in this role. This was her first thing other yes. than she was known for one other thing. And I want you to try to guess what it was. Oh, geez. It was a movie. It's a franchise. Okay. Um, she was in a Transformers movie. No. Damn. Oh, is that your guess? I don't. Were you, was there more? Well, no. No, I guess not. Um, she was. <laughs> was there? She know. was the character in Despicable Me that said, "It's the fl- it's fluffy, and I'm gonna <gasps> pass out or whatever." No way. That's her. Yeah. What's wow. that quote? Uh, it's so fluffy. I'm gonna die. Or oh something. yeah. She did that. She, wow. That's her. That's her other. Oh, she's such a baby in that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a voice, but she is pretty young. She's 13, right? In real life. Right now, she's 16. I thought. Oh crap. Um, that could be a lie. That's something I didn't get. But anyway. Um, so yeah, I really can't stress enough how well Bo Burnham directed this. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, I always just chalk everything up to the director, but everybody else, the writers included, did a really, really, really good job with this. Um, because again, there were a lot of parts where my skeleton did in fact leave my body because, oh, I just saw myself so much in this. And I feel like no matter who you are watching, you can see yourself in this. Yeah. That was what I was like. I don't think I'm going to relate to this a whole lot because, you know, I'm obviously not a lady. Right. Uh, and I wasn't a lady growing up. And I wasn't super – I was awkward in, in middle school, but I wasn't aware of it. Right. So I wasn't like, oh, gosh, I feel out of place. So, But I still related so, so hard. Yeah. So, so hard. I think the, like, overreaching theme, I think, is navigating your realization with anxiety. Mm. Um, and yeah. especially how that plays out in social situations because she, oh, by the way, this, there are going to be spoilers in this. So if you don't want, if you want to watch eighth grade for yourself and experience it for the first time, you should probably just skip to the pause, end. No, no, no. Pause oh. this. Oh yeah. Pause. Sorry. Watch yeah. the whole movie. It's I, we on, want you to listen it's to on this. Amazon prime. If you have Amazon prime, it's free. Yeah. If not, just ask me for my login credentials. I'd be happy to give them to you. Yeah. Uh, and then come back and listen to the rest of this. Right. So, um, <laughs> there, um, there's a lot of scenes where you can clearly see her dealing with anxiety and mm-hmm. it's more um, obvious to, I guess, the viewer if you have dealt with it too because there's this one scene where she, right before the, the big pool party or whatever, mm-hmm. she gets there and as soon as she gets there, she locks herself in the bathroom and is like hyperventilating and yeah. then it just cuts to her leaving the bathroom and it doesn't really get any like mm-hmm. deeper than that. But uh, there are just so many parts where I, I started to cry because I was so, I felt so, it just felt so personal. And yeah. I was like, thanks, Bill Burnham. Like, I feel attacked. Well, but... and, then, like, well, and a thing that he Bo did a lot as a director was to just like stay on a shot and mm. he would not there wouldn't be a cut or yeah. there would be like very few cuts every scene and and it just like it keeps you in that moment it does not give you any relief yeah like the entire time from from her walking out of her dad's car mm-hmm. to her getting to the bathroom and hyperventilating was all one thing right. and there's this the the soundtrack too is just so 
much. Yeah, and it's the just soundtrack like... is actually um, by Anna Meredith, who is a Scottish experimental composer. Oh. Um, and she did a lot of other things, but this yeah. was um, the like her breakout kind of moment, just right. like Elsie Fisher. But and it's so good, and it's yeah. just so like claustrophobic, and it's right. just that track, especially at that part, it just loops. And it's just yes. the same thing over and over again. It does that thing. I can't remember what it's called, the shepherd tone, I think, where it's, it gets higher and higher and higher, and then you don't hear it start over again. It just sounds like it goes forever, and it Yikes. just it does that, but like in music form, and wow. it's just like makes you feel so yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels so bad. It's so, so good. I'm sorry. No. You, you go. You keep going. Um, yeah, the music is really good, and that's something that I also really liked about it. It was cinematically so pretty. Mm-hmm. It, this, the score of it was amazing, mm-hmm. but and it also did a lot of those really long shots, and you say that. I heard you say that at least like four or five times you're sorry like, no it's good it's good it's things that i don't analyze mm-hmm. but you do and you're just like this shot is so long um i feel like most people that don't have a film studies yeah minor, i'd say 99 um, of people watch movies and go i'm uncomfortable but i don't know one. why yeah, the yeah. other one percent's like they're just being it's manipulated so and they're not sure why but um yeah so there's just like a lot of scenes that make you feel a certain way no matter what type of person you are you mm-hmm. can relate to this movie in some capacity mm-hmm. there's again an overreaching theme of anxiety and dealing with that and just overall awkwardness and coming into yourself i think um, yeah absolutely a lot of coming of age stuff. yeah and i don't even want to i don't know yeah i don't want to call it a coming of age no. because it was just like so different from that um it wasn't so like obvious mm-hmm. in a way you kind of have to it's not something that you have to think about and like try to understand it's yeah. something that's just like it's so hard to explain i don't know it's just yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, i think having it placed in a week like one week yeah too like limits what right age can be Right, yeah. There's not really that much growth other than, like, at the end of the movie, she does um, finally, I guess, admit to her father that she has been feeling this Mm -hmm. way about herself, and she's nervous that he feels the same way towards her. Yeah. Which, I guess, she... she, So, her character in the movie, she is a YouTuber, and she... Aspiring. Aspiring YouTuber, and she makes these advice videos about certain topics, like how to be yourself, how to be confident, how to put yourself out there, and these are things that, in the movie, she deals with Mm -hmm. and she presents herself as somebody that knows like a bunch of things about this topic but she can't herself like come to do these things which she eventually does she pushes herself she goes to that pool party and she sings karaoke in front of people and she talks to the guy that she has a crush on she makes videos about things that she struggles with which Mm -hmm. is i guess a way to deal with it yeah i think like, like she does it in an effort to try and help herself right and this is something that i wrote down which was like um helping others before she helps herself, which I guess I can deal with because that's what I do. You put yourself out there before you put yourself out there for yourself, if that makes sense. But yeah, so simple things for her were pretty hard and she overanalyzes a lot of things and it's building up throughout the whole entire movie. And then she finally tells her dad, like, I don't want to be a disappointment to you. And if I had a daughter that was like me, I would be so disappointed. And that, oh God, I was out by that time. (laughs) When she was saying that, I was gone. Um, But then he was like, I feel the same way. I don't know what I'm About doing. Himself. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am disappointed, you're right. I hate you. Um, but he feels the same way. He didn't really know what he was doing and he didn't want to be a disappointment to her. And he's a single dad. He's too, a single dad. Um, yeah, so all of that together, it was just so, so beautiful. And yeah. there was a scene where they do address the Me Too movement, I guess you could say. I don't know. That's what they said on online. I don't on know the how to... Thing. Yeah. yeah. This is something that I wanted to dive into really quick. But yeah. If you're still listening, major spoilers. For this yeah, major spoilers. 
and possible triggers about um, yeah. sexual harassment and um, potential sexual assault. But yeah. um, basically, she has to shadow a high schooler for a day. Her program in eighth grade, they go and they shadow a high school for a day. And she makes a, like, a really good friend who later invites her to the mall to hang out with her other friends. Which that character was really, really nice. I loved her so yeah. much. She was so sweet and pure. Anyway, Kayla goes to the mall and is introduced to these three other people. Two of them are guys. Another one is a girl. And there's like a weird dynamic between all of them. And this well, was... she's... Her, her, the person she's shadowing, she's a senior, right? Yeah. So she is going out of high school as Kayla is coming out of middle school. Yeah. So um, she's in the food court with these strangers, pretty much. And there was a part where she, you can tell that she's just trying to be part of the, mm-hmm. the conversation. She doesn't really know how. She doesn't really know what to say. But she just is trying so hard to be part of this dynamic between all of them. And there's a part where um, the one guy, I forget his name, and I don't want to remember it. But he's really quiet. And so Kayla's like, well, I'm quiet. Maybe I can find something to talk to him about. So she's like it's okay i was really quiet too for a really long time and then he like what i interpreted as mocking which i really don't think which it was. you I interpreted think it was as like ribbing like playful ribbing like kind I, of flirty like i don't know to me that was just like a red flag like he's mocking her he doesn't care about her i thought it was like a red flag like he's flirting with a 14 year old <laughs> well yes either way there is a red flag but i feel like to me it was like he was making fun of her and she didn't pick that up and that hurt so bad because <laughs> i've been there so many times mm. where like either i've seen that or it's happened to me where somebody's like clearly making fun of me and I can't pick it up and it's just so heartbreaking when that happens I don't know but um so at the end of this scene he drives her home and it starts to get weird and he um pulls over comes in the back seat and is like let's play truth or dare basically pressures her to take her shirt off and she does not want it and she clearly does not want to do it but she's also clearly confused because she's never had an experience like this with a guy before she's never had friends and so she's never had friends and she's never had a sexual experience with a guy before and she is clearly uncomfortable and this guy clearly does not care so when he tried to touch her like on the shoulder to get her to take her shirt off she you know jumped and was like i don't want to do this and like kind of screamed at him Mm -hmm. and then he got like super defensive and was just like i'm just trying to help you you've never had these experiences what are you gonna do when a guy in high school tries to do this and you don't have any experience you don't know what to do and that was oh god it made me so mad like he turned it around on her and was like this is your fault you should have let me like do it which is like unfortunately the reality for a lot of teenage girls Mm -hmm. and teenage guys they get pressured to do things that they don't want to do because they think they should Mm -hmm. not because they want to um and that was a really important thing that i think they touched on in the movie which was nice for sure yeah i just wanted to uh practically that scene i think might be the longest scene the entire movie yes it feels like the longest scene it definitely if it's not it feels like it is uh and oh man you're just inside the car the whole time. It's not one one long shot like all the other ones that made you uncomfortable. It's like cut up, but it, you're just inside the car the entire time and it's just dark and claustrophobic and yeah. their conversation moves so slow and us as, you know, adults immediately know what like pick up on what's going on as and just, soon as we they were in the car, yeah, we could alone. We could feel it. Yeah. yeah and 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 as soon as he was like, oh, it's kind of hard talking to you while I'm in the front seat. Yeah, you made a noise. Yeah. And I was like, there it is. It was, and, then, and then he pulled over and parked and they're just sitting in the back. And just watching her figure out, props to Elsie Fisher because shit, she played this well. Mm-hmm. Of just like fi- slowly, slowly figuring out what's going on. And then kind of you see her as he's pressuring her to like play truth or dare or whatever. You kind of like can see her thought process of like, oh shit. 
Yeah. What is this now? Yeah. Is this a thing that's happening? Is he like? She's she ugh. she does that a lot. I think she overanalyzes things in a, a very slow way. Mm-hmm. She overanalyzes things in a very slow way. Right. And because she's it's, a kid. Because she's a kid. She's just like. Um. <sighs> but yeah. So that's those are the kind of scenes that you can expect from that movie, and it's just like yeah. overall really really good. It touches yeah. on a lot of different issues that everybody goes through, not even yeah. just eighth graders. And we should um, say up until that point. You're cringing for different reasons Diff- that are like so kind of like reasons. light and funny. Yeah. And then it gets to that part and you're cringing for the worst reasons. Yeah. And then you come back and it's there's funny elements and yeah, but there's it, very sad elements. And yeah. Very from there hard- it, it turns and then. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So all around a very, very good movie. Yeah. A24 movies always have that that special touch on mm-hmm. me. I don't know. But OK. Yeah. So that was my thing this week. And I'm sure that would have been your thing this week if Jacob Coulier wasn't such a boss baby. Um, is a boss baby. Two boss babies this week. Elsie Fisher. Elsie Fisher, big boss baby. Wow, we talked Jacob a lot Coulier, about boss babies boss today. Baby. Um, Bo Burnham probably too. He's, I mean, he's 28, so he's yeah. almost not a baby. We love anymore, Bo Burnham though. He could be problematic in certain senses. He, I'm, yeah, his his special from a couple. His first special from his 2015. First was special was just like rough. I remember the one punchline was I'm gay. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. all right. But he's come a long way, especially, I feel like that's something... I think everybody has. Everybody <laughs> has to be accountable for what they've done in the past, but mm-hmm. also um, we have to realize that YouTube is such a part of young people's lives now, and like social mm. media is such a part. That's one thing I wrote about yeah. this too, was her character... I could not imagine the social media etiquette that they have to do. I remember the one scene she had a list, which I related to so much because I'm I'm a list person and I make so many lists. And she had a oh, list of yeah. how, how to, to be nicer friends, to people, yeah. how to make friends. And she put comment more on people's Instagrams. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I We had MySpace and the cool kids had Facebook, which is funny because one girl and this was like, mom, nobody uses Facebook anymore. Yeah. And I was just like, that's what only what we used in eighth right. grade. Um, but yeah, seeing social media etiquette for eighth graders now. Um, and she said she got Snapchat in like fifth grade. So I feel like it's just what? Yeah. And well, and I mean, even like we are three years apart Mm -hmm. and sometimes you say stuff and I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Well, just like, but like even the stuff you're talking about having a Facebook and stuff and, and like, yeah. But here's the thing, which is something that is unique about you is you didn't have like an embarrassing phase because your brothers and sisters were untrue. No, you said you didn't have an embarrassing phase. I didn't, no. Phase. I said I didn't have an emo phase. A scene phase. I didn't have a scene phase. Doesn't mean I wasn't embarrassing. No, like, you just had, you just had... But none of my friends had scene phases. I just don't understand. You lived in a bubble. I can't understand it, truthfully. You, yeah, well, the scene, me. there were a very, there was a very small sect of scene kids in our school, and it was, they were the, like the weird kids or whatever. Sorry. But anyway, <laughs> um, um, we could go on for a long time talking about our middle school experiences, sure but we can. won't because... It's time for the lightning round. It's time for the lightning round. <laughs> so do you want to explain what the lightning uh, round yeah, is? Yeah, so, so the lightning round is really just, it's a space in the show for us to talk about smaller things, uh, stuff that we don't want to devote entire segments to. Yes. Uh, maybe stuff that we watch every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, like Tara, you watch Law & Order every week. Yes. I watch... <laughs> I don't know. I'm watching some stuff. I just started watching She-Ra. So yeah. well, I'll probably talk about that at some point. We basically, but. you happen to be in the same room as me when I watch all the stuff that I watch. So. Yeah. Um, but, but there are some things yeah. that we watch Well, together. and I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I listen to a lot of podcasts every yes. week. And I don't want to, you know, I obviously don't want to spend segments talking about the same podcast over and over again. So yeah. that's so what the lightning round is like for. A, and it's just like a goodie bag. A goodie bag. Yeah, it's a grab bag. Like a it's a cute little grab, grab bag. bag. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll call it the grab bag. Yeah. yeah the, the, the this lightning, is the first episode. The lightning grab bag. We're still uh, workshopping some we things. We are but... workshopping. <laughs> All right. You want to go first? Yes. Cool. Okay. So my goodie bag lightning round item is. Nice. Can we get a drum roll? Thank you. Um. It is 
Don't Go Breaking My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. It's a oh, song. It's a song. Oh my gosh. So here are the, it's so good. Here are the notes that I wrote for this. This is a good song, in all caps. Mm-hmm. Out of left field, very delicious. I can't. I can't even describe it's so good. the feelings that I get for some reason with the Backstreet Boys. It's just like I would have never expected the Backstreet Boys to tickle me the way that they do in this yeah. song. You know what? Um, Backstreet's back. All right. All right. Which I found out is not a word today. A-L-R-I-G-H-T. Oh, okay. well, we, that's... Um, anyway, so I heard the song for the very first time at the 2018 MTV VMAs, mm-hmm. which they were performing on top of the roof of Radio City uh, Music Hall in yeah. New York City. Not the roof, the marquee. Oh, sure. Um, but so... They were on the roof. They'd be like yes, 20 floors. I'm so sorry. They, <laughs> they were, were on, on the roof they were, performing to people in the stadium. They were not on the ground. They weren't on the ground. Is what the thing was. Yes. And it was, at that time, it, it slapped. It well, it did. It slapped at the, the VMAs time. live. It's Which is funny because that is a video music awards and the music video for this is trash. trash. So bad. So trash. We made a we made a great music video. We, in, in our heads, were like, this would, there is going to be like, it's going to be like an intergalactic thing. There's going to be mm-hmm. like a post-apocalyptic Mm-hmm. Uh, whoa, a post apocalyptic. <laughs> post a post apocalyptic. <laughs> Say it for me. Post post Malone mates. <laughs> post apocalyptic. Post apocalyptic. Yeah. Anyway, the music video we thought it was so much better than this one. It, it was really just was. like it's just lights. It was just lights and a boy band dancing. Yeah. Not um, that there's anything with lights and boy band dancing because there's another music video that we watched that is super good. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's this. just. But anyway, this song is such a low key slap, high key slapper actually. Key slapper. Um, there's some synth parts. There's some good tune. It's just a good tune all around, and you should definitely take a I'll take play. a little. I'll play a clip here. Okay, here we go. I'm not I think my grab bag lightning round thing this week uh, is going to be Spider-Man, the video game. Nice. Because, uh, wow, it's good. I might do a whole segment on this later when I finish it. Okay. But uh, as of right now, I'm halfway through the story and I'm having such a good time. It's, it is very beautiful. It's such a good game. The the, the New York map <laughs> that they make is, is very reminiscent of New York, which is awesome. Uh, yes. And we live right next to New York and Tara knows a lot about the, spa- the spots in New York. I, so she was like, go here, go here, go here. I know the streets of New York better than I do the streets of my hometown. <laughs> I could, like, if you show me a map of my hometown, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, um, oh yeah, there's that's, my street. That's the And I'm just like, and... that is the one bagel spot that I went to in 2017. <laughs> like, I know everything for some reason. Yeah. I'm just like obsessed with New York. I'm just like that small town girl trying to make it in the big city. <laughs> and I know everything about it. Yeah. Um, there are some inconsistencies with the New, uh, New Jersey side. Yeah. But, well, no, I think the New I can't they, they crunched it down for sure. Yeah, for sure. They're, it's so much uh, smaller. But yeah. what are you gonna do? It's got yeah. all the landmarks in it, and they they you know they, you they took out some streets. I, I was gonna say some street numbers. But yeah, I don't know. but it's oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's such a fun game. Uh, swinging around feels fantastic. Um, I tried it. It is really good. Yeah, the the story is good. I think um, it's digestible for yeah, somebody just that kind of doesn't a... really know that much about it. Well, Academy. yeah, you watch me a lot when I play it. I love watching you play it. Yeah, it's very good um, to watch. <laughs> like if you just want to chill and not do anything and mm-hmm. just like watch things it's very cool yeah there's just so much that i like about it but you know it's 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 fun to play and it's fun to swing around new york city uh 
and just do tricks and stuff. For I'm, sure. I'm having such an awesome time playing it. Mm -hmm. So um, thanks, Nick, from work for lending it to me. Ayo. I really appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's my grab bag. And I love that. That's our show. That's our show. I we did think. it. Wow. We made it. A whole show. A whole show. One whole show. One of them. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it all the way through, incredible. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Uh, rate and review yeah. on um, everything. Yeah, what's the language for podcasts? Rate and review on Comment, like, and subscribe. Links in the bio. No, no links in the description. Not right. I love YouTube. Okay. <laughs> We're putting this on YouTube, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, please rate and review us on, on Apple Podcasts or, or whatever you listen to. That It would help us a lot. Uh, we're going to be doing this every week, whether you rate and review us or not. So yeah. screw you, you know? Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> if you have any recommendations, if you're listening and you think you can pinpoint our taste and you oh. want to like recommend oh, something yeah, yeah, that yeah. we should watch or consume, yeah. um, let us know. Tweet us. Tweet us. Um, we don't currently... Wait. Immediately. At, at time of recording, we don't at have At time Twitter. of recording, we don't have anything right now. But you can find us on Instagram at Please Consume Responsibly, mm -hmm. where you can find our personal accounts if you want to reach out to yeah. us there. Or and follow us there. you could email us also. Yeah. Please Consume Responsibly at, at gmail.com. Gmail yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Yeah. I don't know how to end it. This is it. This is it. This is the show. We're just going to have a slow, starting right now, no. we're going to have a slow fade out of Don't Go Breaking My Heart by the Backstreet Boys. Well, maybe not. Yep. All right. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Baby, don't